and disturbs him. I don't think he can quite understand how he's supposed to feel. Our ground floor front door opens to an arch straight onto the communal garden. I stand under the arch that is always in shadow and watch Jay run. I could watch forever. But it's time for Jay to come in and have a bath with her little sister, Rose. I leap out and grab her around the waist and pick her up and swing her. She screams happily. She loves to fight me. She likes to see how strong she is, to test herself and test me. I know she thinks that every time we fight is a time closer to when she'll be able to beat me. She's so good to hold and look at. She struggles to get free and I hold her closer. I breathe in her young animal smell. I kiss her neck and blow a raspberry through her hair and against her warm skin. Ah! Get off me, Dad! She's strong. All long, hard, muscled legs and wiry arms. It's all I can do to hold her to me. She wants to get back to Che and Chris and the game. I hold her tighter and she pretends to bite me, snapping her teeth at me and being a zombie. She's panting. Hold still, Jay. She has drawings all up her arms. Dolphins and daggers. There are dolphins on her T-shirt too. Her jeans pockets are stuffed with Pokemon cards. If I don't do it now, it'll be full of knots later. Then it'll be ten times as bad. Let me go, Dad! I pick her up and turn her upside down. A Pikachu card falls from her pocket. She screams and grabs for it, but I hold her higher so she can't reach. Her hair falls in a shining cascade to the ground. I pretend to beat her with the plastic back of the hairbrush. I turn her the right way up. Hair covers her face and she's laughing all the time. She parts the curtain of hair and sticks her tongue out at me, shrieks and closes the curtain. She stands in front of me, all hunched up, her arms raised in a monster pose, panting and laughing at the same time. Come on, bear bum, I say. I really need to do this now. Something in my voice makes her snap to attention. Sir, yes, sir, she says. She stands straight as a knife, arms by her side. She's trying to keep a straight face. I put one hand on her chest to keep her still. Her heart is thumping. The fingers of my other hand harrow through her hair, looking for the worst of the knots. When I find them, I gently try to untangle them with my fingers and then brush the hair. Jay tries not to cry out when I find a knot. When her mother does this, Jay screams the place down. With me, she's trying to be a good soldier. More than this, she knows the boys pretending not to watch will tease her if she makes a fuss. She pushes her body out until it makes a bow. She makes animal shapes with her fingers and then reaches back to attack me. OK, stand still, Bear. I begin to brush Jay's hair. From the top of her head, I push the brush all the way down to past her waist. Static electricity makes her hair start to frizz out and wild filaments are softly illuminated by the last of the sunshine. She's quiet now. Tracing on the arm that holds her the patterns of my tattoos. I'm humming as I pass the brush through her hair, over and over. 
She's a kid. She's used to being acted upon, to having her life paused and controlled. I hope and feel she's being soothed by her dad brushing her hair, but mostly she is waiting to be released. I think of Gary Snyder's poem, Axe Handles. Snyder teaching his son, Kai, how to shape wood into an axe handle. Look, the poet says to the boy, we'll shape the handle by checking the handle of the axe we cut with. Snyder remembers the Chinese saying, centuries old, when making an axe handle, the pattern is not far off. Shaped and shaper. What kind of axe am I? Che and Christian carry on playing, but their hearts aren't in it. They're arguing about whose turn it is to go in goal. They need their J back, especially Chris. Carefully.